Kiki, ma, ma, ma. Welcome to the Cult Film Showdown's expedition to the land of the masters of horror. Uh, I am Jim Kata, and I am joined by two of the intrepid adventurers from the Cult Film Showdown, Nick Boxer. Greetings and, oh, I don't do that anymore. Right. <laughs> Enjoy your spaghetti. <laughs> Remember to tip your waitress. <laughs> Jack Hall. Hold on, I got a. I want just on the phone with Kiki Gima. I just gotta hang up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, don't put her on hold because you're paying by the minute. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna hang up on the bitch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but wasn't she one of the? Wasn't she one of the uh, the leads in Don Ho's specials? Take it personally when you hang up. <laughs> oh, I think she, I think it's right that she was one. I don't know. She was the one of Don Ho's. Uh, that's right. I'm pretty sure she got laid. <laughs> also, some of the best episodes of Love Boat. Um, <laughs> oh, she was great on Love Boat. Uh, remember that affair she had with Julie? <laughs> That's uh, that's from Love Boat Very Nights. That's Very the, progressive. The edgier spinoff, Love Boat Nights. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, why are we here? Oh. Did I mention the masters of horror? Well, nope. we here at the Cult Film Showdown are taking a break from our search for the ultimate B-movie to watch, view, speak of, and enjoy uh, a series from 2005 to 2007 called The Masters of Horror. Uh, and uh, we are approaching the halfway point. This is season one, episode 12, uh, out of a total of 26 episodes. So uh, next time will be the, the halfway point, the end of next episode, I guess, technically. Uh, and uh, this time, it is a story called Haeckel's Tale. And uh, Jack, who are our masters of horror this time? Well, the screenplay is by Masters of Horror series creator Mick Garris, and and you know, I mean, it's it's funny. I mean, we've we've he has been all over this series as far as I mean, he directed an episode and wrote one there, and and such. But he, it's funny when you look at his his filmography. Not so much other than being a Masters of Horror and gathering this together. You don't really, I mean, he has some horror background, but he's not the most horror guy that, that is showcased. Uh, the short story is based on, on the other hand, is from Clive Barker, who was probably only behind Stephen King as the most influential and important horror author of his generation. Mm -hmm. uh, Dean Koontz probably being third. Uh, Clive Barker is the only one whose name you would put above a project, such as along with Stephen King, in order to sell that project. Mm -hmm. uh, so you see Clive Barker's presents or Clive Barker's blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, and and so I mean, that that's a deep horror. Um, you know, we talk about again: is this a master horror or not? Clive Barker is one of the masters, not just a master, one of the masters of horror. Uh, the director, on the other hand, is a bit complicated. John McNaughton is uh, known for movies such as Mad Dog and Glory with Uma Thurman and Bill 
Murray and uh, Robert De Niro, which is a dark comedy, uh, and dark comedy slash thriller, Wild Things with Nev Campbell and yeah. Denise Richards, <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Uh, as far as horror is concerned, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I challenge anyone to think of a second scene from from Wild Things. <laughs> you pretty much watch the sequels just going, I hope they have that same scene over again. Um, yeah, no, his, his, his horror kind of what you would hang your hat on isn't really a horror film. It's horrific and disturbing. But it's 1986, as though it wasn't released until 89 due to the controversy of the film. Um, Henry's Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, wow. Which is, again, it's horrific, it's disturbing, but it's not a horror film, I don't think. It's a character study. It's uh, at times a dark comedy, I think, in some ways. Um, oddly twisted, you know. A very disturbing film. So that's kind of where you would say this is the reason why he got this job as a master of horror in this series is because of that film. And but I don't think of it as a horror film. It's it, it, the way it normalizes a serial killer is horrific, but not really a horror film. Do you agree? The stuff in horror film, Henry Portrait of the Serial Killer, not a horror film. Can't say I agree. I'd say it's a uh, it it is within the spectrum of horror for me. It is for you. I, I like I might tag it more as as thriller, but that the line between those things is so blurry. Uh, because I mean, we talk about Hitchcock being a master of uh, being one of the great masters of horror, but really, every we would consider most of Hill's films thrillers now, um, because. Like the definition of horror has changed. Uh, I think probably at the time it would have been considered a horror film, um, but uh, the, the that definition has has uh, changed over the years. So I, I would say I'm going to go with no, not a horror film, but definitely disturbing. Oh yeah, definitely. for sure. Yeah. So I mean, again, uh, in some ways, this is kind of where I when you think of him doing. I guess he did The Harvest in 2013, which was a horror film. Uh, but, I mean, this would have been in 2006 or 2007 that he did this. Would have been filmed in six, yeah. Or it would have been filmed in six, I think, yeah. Yeah. Or so five, and it, five, actually, yeah, because it aired in early 06. So he's he's definitely an accomplished director. Um, whether or not he's a horror director is up to interpretation, let's say. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have enough that he knows his way around a camera and uh, got Clive Barker to sign off. That that's close enough for me. Yeah, I think uh, Clive Barker gives it the bloodlines it needs. That name (laughs) pun intended is it? Um, Wasn't that one of his series bloodlines? That was his Marvel (laughs) Comics series. Was Clive Barker's bloodlines? Was it really? Wasn't it? Yeah, it sounded familiar. Yeah, it sounded familiar. I think that was a series. Uh, I think you're talking yeah. about it. Bloodlines was a completely no. Razorline was his. Uh, oh, comic. Razorline. Oh, yes. right, Bloodlines was just a shitty crossover. <laughs> That's right. That was the DC annuals. Yes. Crossover where they introduced a bunch of new characters, two of which became something in fifty some odd books. 
one of them, <laughs> which hasn't appeared in 20 years. <laughs> Haeckel. Who's Haeckel? Time for Nick to tell us what happens in Haeckel's tale. And, uh, uh, Haeckel's tale. Okay. You're saying who's the one you're saying? I'm curious. Which one? The one character you're saying. Hitman. Who? Hitman. So Hitman. Resurrector yeah. Man doesn't count for you? No. He, he got two limited series and was hasn't no, he, been mentioned since. Yes, he has. Resurrection Man counts. Okay, I'm not. I'm. I don't care. <laughs> this has been a crossover of We Talk Comics and Masters of Horror. <laughs> uh, Resurrection Man was one of the new fifty names. I I got to vote with Jack because Resurrection Man was one of the new fifty-two characters. Um, he didn't get a. He got didn't get a long run, but he didn't get. It wasn't a limited series either. So. He's at least shown back up that much. Uh, and uh, uh, there was another character outside of those two that. Uh, what was his name? Nuke or Explosion Man or. There was a, he had his own series for a couple of, for a year or so, too. Well, Anima also was out of that, wasn't it? Yeah, see, now 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 when you say it this way, it's the most successful new character launch of all time. Because <laughs> yeah. Marvel so, did the same thing the next, like the, the same year, the year after. Okay. Marvel did the same thing that year or the year after, and uh, I don't think any of those characters ever appeared again. Oh my so. God, can I please tell you about a Hickle's Tale? Hickle's Tale! Uh, which, I forgot we're here to talk about that. It, it does. You know, it, okay, from the outside, it sounds like uh, like a Dickens Christmas story. So tell us what happens in Hickle's Tale. Well, this is the uh, obligatory in every anthology series. We need a gothic tale. This is the Master of Horror season one gothic tale. Mm. Uh, we're talking full on uh, Frankenstein references. We're talking guys in weird suits and hanging and lots of quotes of your you're worshiping the devil with any mention of science. We get a guy going to a cabin trying to get a story about how to resurrect his dead wife. A woman comes out and starts to tell him a tale that if he listens to, she will resurrect his wife. Then we take a jump back and a little bit further in the past. And she tells them, uh, tells them of a tale of another doctor trying to discover the mysteries of resurrecting the dead. We get some great little character cameos from uh, people who claim they can do it and stuff. And pretty soon there's zombies and lots and lots of sex that you don't really want to watch. Yes, um, you do. Speak for yourself. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally disagree there. Keep going, Nick. Um, and then we get the twist ending that's sort of sort of predictable um, that's expected in these gothic tales. Um, special effects are pretty good, and uh, uh, I enjoy that particular take on the Frankenstein tale. It's way different than anything else I've seen, so it's interesting. Um, if a little predictable, it's it's kind of fun. It's got a couple twists at the end. It's very weird. Um, 
I think uh, I do want to watch those sex. I've probably watched those sex scenes about seven times. Only <laughs> you're. I mean, you're kind of sexy because there's zombies and. I know she's having sex with a zombie, but she's also got the most perfect rack I've ever seen in my life. I think it's. I I, I will go so far. I will. I will only go so far as to say the the most perfect rack we've seen since Dear Woman. <laughs> So I, I got to compliment the, the casting on this. They uh, they they knew what they wanted. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. with the nudity, now it's reminding me of like a hammer type picture. Uh, mm, yeah, yeah, I, I, a little I would, bit, which yeah. I didn't until this moment. It didn't click in the head. Yeah, I'd second that. Yeah, I mean, hammer hammer just specialized in that gothic thing, and um, and then later on merging. Um, Topless women and gothic horror um, was uh, was their bread and butter. Um, so Crazy. yeah, we... <laughs> for a for a fifty minute episode, it really takes its time to build to the horror. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's I I got a little bored. I found it a little slow as it got as it went on because it's, it, but it is kind of. If we, we got gross stuff happening in every ep. Like, I mean, they could have not had the the hanging body dripping goo into a sandwich. <laughs> Yet we had that, and that was fun. Yeah, I mean, it's it and the zombie dog was freaking great. And oh, like, that, the, that the was character actor that played the professor, um, I oh, forget his name. Can somebody help me there? Uh, he was chewing uh, that's, uh, like nobody's business. I love him. Uh, John Polito, who uh, uh, did, I think he did, he did several films with the uh, the Coen brothers, and uh, uh, my personal favorite role being in uh, Miller's Crossing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, he's terrific. In that is one of the mob bosses. Um, but yeah, the uh, uh, it, it tell, Nick, tell us a bit more. Give some more context to uh, to John Polito's character. Uh, who is uh, um, he's just, sort of like the side sideshow side uh, carnival guy? Uh, think Wizard of Oz uh, uh, guy, only evil resurre- resurrecting zombies um, and charging for it because it takes a year off his life or something, and mm-hmm. sort of the mean dude because he won't resurrect a little girl without a hundred dollars. Um. <laughs> He's not a good Christian man. That, no, I, but at absolutely. the same time, you sort of go, that's how that would have to go. Um, I love that line. I love that line. Like, hey, he's like, you got a hundred bucks. And, and the, the grieving mother says, well, I thought you'd do it you know, as a good Christian. And I'm like, you know what this guy does as a job. Like, how could you? <laughs> Like you're you're fishing in the wrong pond if you think that <laughs> that there's a the 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 Venn diagram of those two things <laughs> of a necromancer and a good Christian <laughs> is basically just Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it particularly that way, but that is a good point. And, and our, our star does rate him off as a charlatan rather easily. I mean. Just trying to explain what happened 
through a combination of puppetry and trickery. It looked that like zombie dog was like pretty convincing in that way. Like puppet to me at the time. It, it looked like a Meet the Feebles puppet. Um, <laughs> the first okay. time, get a good look at it. <laughs> it is a. It, I, I yeah. You I mean you wait for. Uh, what traditionally happens in this kind of story is that uh, you know that that character will get his comeuppance and see real, like this happened real when he's been faking it. But uh, that also isn't uh, isn't the direction that that character that of that character's arc. Um, he's uh, he's a huckster, but he's an honest huckster. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was a. I also thought he was a charlatan. I mean that that was what they set up. I mean, spoiler alert, he's not. Uh, but yeah, I thought he was. I I think they they spent quite a bit of I you know, like you were talking about, you know, I mean, we've talked many times about you've only got 50 some minutes at, in these to make what is essentially a, a feature film type story. Uh, so it, it becomes a a uh, a short film as opposed to a TV episode. Uh, and uh, they put they do spend quite a bit of the start setting up the guy who's not the the lead in the story, <laughs> the grieving widower. Um, and uh, uh, I, I, it closes well, but it it's it was odd as I was watching it that, you know, I'm, I'm telling you this story to tell you this other story. Uh, and uh, and then a, lo a lot of work on the uh, on John, the real the real main character of the story. And his his strange adventures. Ernst Ernst Haeckel, sorry, my cough come through there. Uh, not very much, but now that you've talked about it, it's uh... yeah, I'm just curious. <laughs> just curious. I tried to mute it, hit the cough button, and then I realized I hit it twice. <laughs> professionals folks we've been doing this for over a decade that's right <laughs> that's that's right we've we're we've got somewhere in the range of uh four or five hundred hours of uh not hitting the mute button right Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't lost an episode in a while i maybe that ten thousand hours thing is literal and it's uh like nine at nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine hours you're still crap and then just bing <laughs> oh, I'm hoping that 10,000 hours is cumulative. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that it's never meant to be, uh, you know, in a row. Um. <laughs> okay. I thought this was the more one of the more ambitious episodes uh, mm, they yeah. took on, and I think I think it works more than it it doesn't. There 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 were worse episodes. Uh, Dreamhouse. Uh, <laughs> didn't accomplish anywhere near what this one did. I kind of believed this world and had fun there for the 15 minutes we were there. Yeah, I think overall, like it, it you know, uh, it is one of the ones that works better as a you know a pure horror story. And and the it wasn't it was interesting to get into a gothic horror because this wasn't a show that had a big budget, um, but they certainly. Um, made use of what they had in this one because they we we see the whole we see a house that you know part of this happens in uh we see several sets that are like clearly 
built for the show as opposed to found locations. Um, there's uh, there's no Canada. I don't have any Canada spotting for this one because again, like these were this was soundstage as opposed to, you know, whatever kind of warehouse space you could get into. Um, it's for me. I mean, it's one of those is largely forgettable episode. It's like it's not bad, but it's not like I'm going to remember it. It's not going on my list of of favorites of the season. Um, it's it's just all right. Uh, I think. It probably, it just, I don't know. Like I say, for me, I just found it a little slow. Um, very well cast, very well performed. Mm -hmm. But just the pacing was a little off for me. Really? I just, I thought they included so much in here because they could have just done the guy walks up to a house and is exposed to what they're exposed to like you didn't need the bridging sequences you didn't have to learn that he was a doctor at one point you didn't have he's condemned by society you didn't have to have the sideshow bit in there he could have just walked in and there's a woman that has sex with the zombies um that part's not forgettable yeah, no, I'm I'm just saying. I mean, I thought it was very ambitious in how much they actually stuck in there. <laughs> yeah, different experiences for everybody. For me, I would give it a six out of ten. Cool. You know, it's all right, but not a no, no higher. Uh, personally, um, can't say. You know, I mean, I often like to do on the cult film show. Down, what did this episode teach you? And it, it taught me. Um, when somebody asks you to hold a baby, say no. Yeah, uh, that was that was a strange choice. I, I, yeah, if you didn't yeah. know that already, man, you're hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> Those things yeah, leak. I, I think I think when he's like when he's making eyes at the. Uh, I, I think, I think if a guy invites you into his house out of the storm, don't I fuck his wife? <laughs> Even if he asks you to. I mean, I mean. It, once he asks you, I mean, that's then you're then it's just being polite. But I mean, not while he's still taking your like hanging your coat up. Uh, <laughs> good old Hakel, he's uh, he's in the house for about thirty seconds, and he sees the uh, the the lovely the lovely wife, uh, and uh, doesn't blink for the rest of the scene. <laughs> like the, the pretty much did the same thing to him though. Like there was immediate chemistry, which is kind of the thing that that you know had me wondering where it was going to go. I mean, that took my interest a little bit, but uh, yeah, I mean, he was he was. I mean, if that had been me, I would have. I don't think I even would have kicked him out. I think I would have punched him and then kicked him out <laughs> immediately. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it is one of. Where you're wondering why it is that this, and as he said it himself, why it is this old farmer with a small farm, uh, you know, old man, farmer, small farm, not that good looking, has a wife that's a 20. <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, uh, that uh, the the young wife uh, was played by uh, Leela Savasta, who uh, uh, has retired from acting, uh, but had uh, what what I call on the show 
uh, a very Vancouver resume. Uh, so uh, episode of Smallville, episode of Supernatural, uh, episode of Psych, Bionic Woman, Stargate, <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Uh, she, uh, uh, the, she did a series called Crash and Burn, which was a little about as one of the longest stretches she did, and then a couple of uh, Joyride Three, which uh, I'm a, put a pin in that one too. Uh, I'm uh, now going to watch that, but I have to watch Joyride Two first so I can follow the story. <laughs> maybe they'll do a maybe they'll do like a previously on uh, for you. <laughs> uh, I hope so. I Couldn't so. get into a Final Destination film. <laughs> Not the it right is. agent, I guess. Um. <laughs> it is what's missing. So is she Canadian? Ah, uh, she is. Yeah, yeah. Canada's bombing right there. Yeah, Van Vancouver born, and uh, uh, her. How old is she now? Uh, around forty. Um, but yeah, she's been she retired for several years. She, uh, um, she. Uh, I may have stalked her on Instagram just to <laughs> see what she was up to, and and about the the last thing on her Instagram and Twitter is I'm retiring. So, I did not stalk her, but I did watch the scene seven times. <laughs> <laughs> this this will be well represented in the uh, in the the uh, the clips episode <laughs> we have called Film Showdown Masters of Horror. That's for sure. <laughs> just sandwiched between replays of the scene from uh, Dear Woman. Pretty much. <laughs> and there's a couple and yet other. the nudity in Pick Me Up, I'm guessing, is not going to make a. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, it had nudity, but it was a bit uh, gross. That was gross. <laughs> the sex with the zombies, I'm fine with. <laughs> <laughs> the my my favorite part of that is actually it is the intersection of Nick's opinion of that scene and Jack's is uh, is when the the zombie hand goes up and gives a little boob grab. <laughs> That's the crossover point where it's like, is it sexy or is it disturbing or probably both? Well, now I want to know if that was scripted. <laughs> Uh, she also has a small part in Black Christmas, the the uh, 2006 version. Oh, I, I'd be meaning to watch that again. I don't know why, but just because I feel like, you know, I should like it more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is the popular consensus on that movie is people watching it a second time and confirming it's crap. <laughs> Well, I mean, the 2021 was, was it was a 2020 Black Christmas. Uh, yeah. It was, oh, 2020. I thought you meant the 2011 or 2009. The Well, how many Black Christmases have <laughs> there been? I think it's only three. Um, the uh, the original is a 1970s Canadian classic, um, which, uh, which recently uh, Quentin Tarantino said it's his favorite horror film ever. Um, and uh, 2006 is the one that uh, it, it doesn't get great. It doesn't get great ratings, uh, but it does have one of the best casts. Uh, uh, Katie Cassidy, uh, known from uh, Arrow, Michelle Trachtenberg from uh, who was 
on Buffy the Vampire Slayer a few years old before this and had done, I think it was Gossip Girl she was doing at the time, Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, and uh, Lacey Chabert. Uh, so it was quite a cast of, uh, of uh, dorm mates in, uh, in the 2006. And then 2020 is the, the one that goes like different. That's why I feel like I should like it more is because of that cast. It is a really cool cast, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Andrea Martin as the house mom. That's right. And a call back to the 1970 uh, original where she was one of the dorm mates. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the 2021 was so vastly different. It's it's not, it, I mean, it's Black Christmas, but it's not. You know what I mean? So it's probably a better film than the 26, 2006 one, but, but you just kind of watch it going, as a Black Christmas fan, this is not Black Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it goes a it goes a very different direction with its story than the uh, than either of these other versions. Um, I believe that yeah. one sat on the shelf for a while too. Um, oh, did it? Yeah, I think I think it had a year on the shelf or something like that. That uh, it, uh, the two thousand nineteen one is in the is in uh, IMDb's bottom one hundred. So, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so nine or two thousand six. Two thousand nineteen. So 19, 2006 okay. and then 2019. Okay, 2019. Okay, gotcha. It's in the bottom 100. That's worse than yeah. I thought. Bottom rated at number 83 on the uh, IMDb's bottom 100. It was a Bloomhouse, wasn't it? Um, I feel like it was. I feel like it was. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was also yeah, it's Blum, uh, yeah, uh, Blumhouse distributed by. Uh, Universal, who distributes most of the uh, most of the Blumhouse films, um, it was kind of in their hit and miss area. Yeah, I mean they they swing for the fences. Um, sometimes it works. Um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. Yeah, sometimes it works for some people. Yeah. Um, we're now getting near the. I mean, we can't yet say what our favorite episode and runner up is, but we're getting close because we're getting into now the, the next episode will be the last episode of season one mm-hmm. and uh, the most controversial episode by far. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, the, the yeah. one that did not air on television. Oh, wow. Stream for TV. It was only, wow. only in DVD. So wow. it's going to be very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, this one, like I say, won't stick with me. I get the feeling that one for good or bad will. Oh, it's not a good. <laughs> it uh this is a gum on your shoe or gum on your brain type one. <laughs> uh well now yeah now you really eh, I want to dive into this one right away. This sounds great. Know, uh, so uh the, so next episode season 1 episode 13 as uh, as Jack said the wrap up of season 1 and uh uh if you're uh the uh, uh Hopefully you're finding a place to watch these. Uh, my recommendation is that you watch them so you're a little ahead of us. Uh, so uh, you can be, you could you can talk to uh, your uh, your car radio or your or your uh, uh, your stereo. However you listen to your podcasts, um, <laughs> mono with a cassette deck. Hopefully, I'm, um, I'm sure you can download something on your smartwatch that looks exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> like when we 
You get, hey, yeah, get a get an emulator on your on your uh, computer that you know looks like a 1980s uh, boombox and uh, listen oh, to them you that way. Do that? That's awesome. I'm so <laughs> I love it. Didn't realize that was a thing. It, it's the world of the internet. Everything's a thing. Uh, <laughs> I think you can still download Win Winamp from uh, uh, from internet uh, from the Winamp, internet so archive. Winamp, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, you're the person who uses DuckDuckGo, so I assume you're also That's... using Opera to surf the internet. <laughs> Firefox. I, uh, I, Is I, Bing your backup search generator? <laughs> I, navigator? I, I continue navigator? To, as I do in most things, I continue to ask Jeeves. <laughs> ask Jeeves. Nice. Nice callback. Ask Jeeves. Oh, uh, how's your MySpace account doing? <laughs> you know, I I think uh, I think it's going to break any time now. I think it's really going <laughs> to. Did you hear the little hel helper clip, uh, paper clip thing is coming back somehow? Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> that's that's definitely been missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's good. That'll help me making my GeoCity site. That's uh, the that the. The helpful paperclip inspired the the uh, the digital product. I I still want to get on the market. The stop helping me button. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, master of horror. Masters of horror. Do all Mastering the business of horror, horror, and the people who are masters thereof. Masters of which are horroring. Um, all right, so. The Cult Film Showdown. We're taking a break from our search for the ultimate Master B movie. Or horroring. Horroring, yeah. Horroring, yeah. Yeah, I thought you said masters of which are horroring. If part so if uh if two party can be a verb, then two horror should be a verb as well. Two horror. Okay. <laughs> he or she did horror. The <laughs> horrible thing. And if you go into somebody else's house, it's a Horror house. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a movie, the best little horror house in Texas? I, I think there is a parody. <laughs> All right, Cult Film Showdown is on Instagram, and we are on Patreon, where you can support our, what I jokingly refer to as work, uh, on <laughs> talking with the masters of horror uh this was episode 12 of 26 we we're committed to doing the whole series uh we are sponsored by we talk podcasts who has a facebook and they have a twitter uh and uh and we are also on and a website we talk podcast.com the home of uh the octagon uh and the home of many other quality podcasts and uh also uh, we are on YouTube, so please like, subscribe, and definitely comment. Uh, we love the comments. If you hate uh, us. Yeah, even if even if you hate us, because honestly, uh, YouTube doesn't care about that. Um, they just care that you commented. So really, I mean, you you could say anything to us, and it only helps the algorithm. Laugh. Yeah, and it gives us a good laugh. Yeah, I love texting the guys that we've gotten a a comment. For commenting. 
Anyway, mad <laughs> that we spent half an episode. Uh, <laughs> mad that we spent a whole a half an episode talking about the uh, the the uh, incredibly beautiful body of uh, of work uh, by the actors in, in uh, this episode without showing you that. Uh, <laughs> so from Nick and from Jack, uh, we will talk to you next time. <laughs>